Hello, this is Chris, just here to remind you that if you want to watch the video version of this show, look us up on YouTube. The channel is called Two Blacks and a Mexican. Thanks and enjoy the show. I mean, y'all didn't like when, uh, apropos of nothing, uh, Mace Windu just turned the camera and said, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Like who? Who said? Wait, wait, rewind now. What? What? What was said to provoke? What was we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, welcome to your favorite movie is racist. I'm Chris. I'm Tawny. I'm Miles, and we are two blacks and a Mexican here to give our non-expert opinion on. We won't bury the lead. Star Wars, the prequels. (laughs) (laughs) Um. This show is really diving into not just the merits of the movies that we love, um, but also talking about whether they hold up in uh, 2020. So the Star Wars prequels were uh, George Lucas's first return or sort of official return to the Star Wars universe after uh, Return of the Jedi and really were his uh, vision of the story of Darth Vader, how Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader. What do we love about the Star Wars prequels? I was in college. It was exciting. Like, I think, did I have a poster on my wall? I might have had some sort of Star Wars situation happening. Um, I identified as somebody who liked Star Wars. And so it was like, and I was on a campus full of nerds. And so it was exciting in that way. Like, it was coming. And I actually got to go. I was invited to, like, somebody bought, the person I went with who invited me, had bought a couple of these like sort of pre like advanced tickets. So I got to see it earlier than the release. Um, they were like, ex- like hundreds of dollars tickets. Um, and it was just exciting. It was like a return to beloved and familiar material in the way that I think what I said about the original star Wars trilogy is like familiarity, like it's comforting. It's something that we look for in movies that we love, like things that we recognize. And at the time, um, I think when I watched it, I don't even think I noticed, like, I don't think I was watching it for quality. It was just like, I was watching it and I got all those little chill moments. Um, when my favorite characters, you know, like when they R2D2 is on screen or, you know, like when you sort of, there are these little nods and it's just, they're, they're very on the nose, right? Like he was going for that specifically of making us go, ah, something we know. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Um, is a famous it, it quote doesn't of even, and it, Yeah. and it doesn't um it was okay that it wasn't like I wasn't trying to assess it the first time I saw it for like whether or not it was I still don't even think I watch movies like that I think um so yeah and I enjoyed the hell out of um Queen Amidala's insanely bizarre costumes which now kind of get on my nerves but at the time I was like what a cool you know what cool conceptual art as as costume I guess that's what and and um okay so that's all that I'll stop there because there's other stuff I love but I want to not hog it all <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh like at, at that time like when that uh, like the first one came out I think I was like 12 so I was pretty young like when those came out so this was like marketed to me like the uh Phantom Menace and like 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 Tawny said, I didn't really have any problems with this when I saw it because, I mean, as a 12-year-old, like, how critical is your opinion of, like, movie making? 
I don't even understand how they do any of it. All of this is amazing to me, like, because I don't understand how they make movies in the first place. So I didn't have like that big of a gripe with like, uh, like the, the, the prequels, like when they came out specifically like Phantom Menace, I just remember all the marketing. I was just hyped because I was uh, like, we own, like my mom had like bought, finally bought like the whole, like, I think she may have bought like that, the new like re-release, like with the, with the updates on there. Like she had just recently bought that version. So like I was just watching Star Wars anyway. So I was like super hyped for the new ones to come out. And like, I dug the, the, like the Phantom Menace, the pre, I was into it. Me, my sister, my cousin, like we're all (laughs) into it. And like, it was it the, the the one thing I can say about the prequels is like there's some technical stuff with like 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 the lightsaber battles are the best lightsaber battles mm-hmm. period even better than in the new movies which is surprising to me like this one came out in ninth oh the Phantom Menace came out in ninety nine the other one was like two thousand two I think or something like that the sequel oh uh, yeah the sequel to that one. Like the the lightsaber battles are crazy. Like they're reckless. Like they like the the skill. This is how I want to see because the, the Jedi are like hyped up so much in like the original series. You kind of like actually get to see like, oh, this is okay. This dude is nasty. Okay, like this, <laughs> yeah. this is what they're talking about, and you get to see that visually, and it helps me because like when me watching the old like the original ones. I mean, the emotion is there, like in the like the fight scenes, but the technicality behind them is is basic. It's not like very impressive, like what what's happening. It's more like an emotional weight to what you're seeing, like a father and son, which is which is heavier. But man, them dudes dudes <laughs> is going crazy with the lightsabers, like in the prequels. Like it, it's is especially like I probably say like the. Darth Maul one, like yeah, yeah, and that song too, Duel that of the song, Fates. Duel of the Fates is like incredible. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the only songs from the prequels that I actually even like. I, I don't really care for much of the the score that much. There's some stuff like later on that's that that I that I dig too, but that one is like one of the stronger ones. And Darth Maul is, I mean, cut it out, yo, come on for real. Yeah, and yo, don't sleep on don't sleep on Obi Wan. Obi Wan is getting busy <laughs> in that fight. Like, I'm and my cousin was the one that like pointed it out to me because I was so stuck on like like Darth Maul, and he was like, "Dude, rewind this and watch Obi Wan's movements." I'm like, "Yo, this dude is crazy too." So it, it like I don't know, like it it just even Yoda. Like I know people like clown the Yoda fight scene like, <laughs> <laughs> later on. Yeah. I actually, I, I like that. Like when I, I was, yeah, I, I thought it was dope. And obviously, <laughs> the 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 uh, Obi Wan versus Anakin is just heartbreaking. Like it's even though like the acting is is not that great, you know, <laughs> like it's pretty one sided. <laughs> the 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 fight, the fight, and the fight is, is heartbreaking though. Like from like I think Obi, I think Ewan McGregor does a good job like of selling me on the heartbreak. Like damn, dude, like. I feel bad for him because he didn't want to do this. Like, this is not something that he wanted to do. So, I mean, there's other, there's other stuff that I, again, I don't hate the prequels. Like there's a lot of, they get a lot of bad rap. There's a lot of other stuff that I, you know, think is okay in there too. Like they, they do explain some stuff. 
I don't love all the explanations, but some of them at the time I was like, that's interesting. Okay, cool. I'll go with that. So you, you can't hate, you can't, you can't completely hate on the prequels, man. Like you, like they, there's the battles alone are like the best, ironically. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Like, I, I think um, what I, what I really love about, what I really love about like the prequels is kind of more in the concept than, than completely in the execution. Um, Cause what I, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll continue this thread when we get into the sequel trilogy, but I love that George Lucas had a vision for the story he wanted to tell. And he had it sort of uh, mapped out to a certain extent of what he wanted to happen and how he wanted to get there. And he tackled it like an auteur. Like that's that's really like rare now to to see. It may be it may not even be rare. It may be extinct to see like a massive budget go into what is essentially an independent um, film series. Because I mean, he's this was his thing uh, before Disney owned it. Before a larger corporation. He it was his corporation that he built from these movies, and so he was telling the story he wanted to tell, and uh, mm-hmm. part of that may have fed into why there were probably less notes, studio notes, because he didn't have to answer to anybody, right? Um, and so I, I really dig, uh, yeah, Ewan McGregor is great, and in all three of these movies, really, like. He, he just yeah. captures the spirit of what Alec Guinness was doing. Like he's believable as a young version of that character to the point where, you know, they're bringing it back. <laughs> like people know that that, that worked. Right. Um, and that's no small feat for him, given that, like, you know, some might say that Ewan McGregor's acting kind of transcended uh, or that he was, you know, he was, he was always a good actor. Anyway, there's a lot of good actors that were in the prequels, but they didn't show up good. They didn't all show up good because, uh, and, and that's why, I, I mean, I think that had a lot to do with the direction, but um, Ewan McGregor killed it. Uh, I actually love Palpatine. Like yeah. he's, he's so over the Yo, top. That dude is, that dude is wild. Yeah, extra. He is, he is chewing <laughs> the so scenery, extra. but it's so, yeah. it's so obvious yeah. that he's, it's an, it's a choice. He's not like accidentally like there's some people who are accidentally kind of hammy. Um, he's he's intentionally hammy and he's like that m- mustache twirling kind of. Yeah. It works though. Like he's he a- believes he he is Palpatine. He's right now wherever he is. He has the hood on. He's Palpatine <laughs> right now. Like that dude. But with like a lot gross yeah. forehead for whatever reason, his forehead just that, that'll haunt your dreams, <laughs> that forehead. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's great. I mean, his his, his performance is great, especially. I mean, if we if we go back to that vision of this is this is for kids, um, it's actually straddles the perfect fence between being you know like over the top enough for kids to get some entertainment out of it. Because if you think about it, he's doing a lot of political dealings and like underhanded Hitlery stuff, and like mm-hmm. that that doesn't always show up in a way that's digestible for kids. Um, but because of his whole vibe, like you just can't stop watching him. And um, yeah, he's great. Uh, he's actually the perfect through line to the older movies because of him being playing the character in Return of the Jedi and him being able to carry that performance through in a kind of a smooth way. 
um was cool uh but e- echo and everything y'all said uh the other the other john i mean the john williams stuff in this is is it's not to me on par with the original trilogy but i agree duel of the fates and i actually really love uh anakin and padme's theme i just you know I, I won't I, I say. Like, I actually like that. I won't say yeah, I more. Like I won't say yeah. the rest of what I think <laughs> because we're talking about greatness. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even mad at that. Like I dig that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It, it has an echo of Han and Leia. You know, like I just. Yep. I, I dig that. Yeah. Um, that yeah. love. That love theme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. the C. Like, yeah, the CGI is hit or miss because it was that era. But but uh, some of it is. Some of it is good. Some of though. it's like, really it, hit. It's not. Yeah, it, it's not all bad. Like there's just parts of it that are a little, you know, glossy where you can kind of looking looking at it now. It's like, yeah, this a little is, cartoonish. You know, we've yeah, a little cartoonish. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I guess the the one thing uh, too that I forgot to mention is like they really like the promotion of like um, what is it, the Phantom Menace? Like they really was like promoting the shit out of like the pod racing thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I will say like the pod racing shit was actually dope. Yeah, like it. Yeah. Like I don't like all of the the characters that he created were like overly cartoonish that he <laughs> created <announcers>. like for that. <laughs> yeah, they they was they was going crazy, but like the the actual pot race, <laughs> the actual pot race is, is dope. It does though. go on for a little bit long for for me. Like I start to, and maybe this is just who I am as like a movie watcher. But I I zone out after like a long rate, like I and I do that at almost every. Action. That's how I know. Like, I feel like the editing is really good in a like an action movie when I don't zone out on like a car chase. And the pod race is exciting. The 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 sound editing is cool. That like that like motor sound. Very dope. It's yeah. Really, yeah, it's very like um like oh like doom behind me. So they, but after a while, I'm like, what's happening? Like, what <laughs> what lap are we on? You just sort of lose track. And I think yeah, that's I kind of a theme that carries through um <laughs> i feel like that's true of <laughs> real life race cards driving too maybe because yeah, i do the same thing, thing. <laughs> i do the same thing yeah i mean because i agree like it does go on for too long huh? yeah. he like repeats a lot of the same beats like it, during that race i guess like the 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 concept of the the pod race is is cool like it it was a it, it was a good idea and it's it it was it was done well like it was it was done well like I, I would say like maybe it's a little bit too long too i would agree cuz at a certain part i'm like all right that's enough <laughs> like i've seen enough of this <laughs> like we got it like i know i don't need to see that baby greedo like i don't need that just like i didn't need the gross female greedo i hate that they confirmed oh, did they confirm that that is greedo too i want to say they did did they say that i, I was I, thinking I, about they that they did that makes me this- Angry. It does. It's like why, see that, why, that it didn't have to be Greedo. Make the universe bigger, I mean, not smaller. <laughs> well, I mean that 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 kind of just goes to like even like Anakin. Like, why is Anakin from Tatooine? Like, it like he didn't have to be. He didn't have to be from Tatooine. Like, he could have been from anywhere. I mean, like, I, you know what? And this 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 goes back to Lucas's thing, though. I mean, if you think about there, there is there is some amount of. Like him being from Tatooine does give reason for him to return and kind of like for there to be this thing. But like there are aspects of Luke's story that make less sense 
because that's what I'm saying. Like because he's from it's like, there, like you would never hide yeah. if he's supposed to be hidden. Yeah. Theoretically, you wouldn't hide him on the planet. His father going hide from. him down the street and, from where you grew up. Like yeah, the fuck. Like and yeah. this is why. <laughs> But the like, and, and not to like disagree with what you were saying about his sort of singular creative vision, but like there's shit that really doesn't match between the originals and like the what Kenobi and they, they it's justified. They kind of they it gets smoothed over, mm-hmm. but like he's like your father was one of the best star pilots in the original, and it's just like he's not that stuff doesn't really match like. Like R two D two doesn't real recognize Obi Wan Kenobi. They don't that's, recognize yeah, each that's other. Weird. There's some stuff that doesn't he, match. B- he just, built CP three. Yeah. <laughs> like why? 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 Why, why, like, be, why would he have a British accent? Like why would a child build a robot that sounds like Anthony Daniels? Like is that just a standard protocol droid like, voice? What do butlers sound like? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think, yeah. uh, and and when I say yeah, when I say singular, I mean within the within the three movies, right. because there is there are, there are some huge gaps between the originals and the the prequels. There's there's huge gaps within the originals. Like I I feel like uh, you know George was figuring it out while, while yeah. he went, but with the prequels, like from one to three, within the context of that story. You can yeah. tell he had a, you know, he had a, 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 a specific vision. Yeah. I'd say like also the, um, I think one of my favorite things about going back to the CGI thing is like, if you look at uh, <laughs> he who shall not be named Jar Jar Binks and you carry <laughs> that through line to General Grievous and Revenge of the Sith, you can tell that the CGI, like there was, there was innovation happening. Because Grievous looks a million times better than Jar Jar did. And then Jar Jar was yeah. notable for being like one of the early fully CGI characters in film. And uh, unfortunately was was horribly executed in, in, in so many ways that we'll probably get into in the second segment. Um, but Grievous, while his characters neither here nor there to me, like the design and the the fact like I, I as I'm watching I'm like man he looks he looks tangible like you look he looks like you could mm-hmm. touch him um yeah, that's so I, I thought that was dope um which again speaks to the innovation we talked about in the last episode I actually even like I know like Hayden Christensen like gets like destroyed like and he's he doesn't act well in this movie he, he in either of the two movies that he's in like he doesn't I'm not mm-hmm. gonna like pretend that he does I don't hate him and even at the time and maybe because at the time like that wasn't something that i was critical of yeah uh i can look back at it now and be like yeah yeah that that don't work but (laughs) i always dug the look like the look of him like as that character because he felt like cocky as hell to me Mm -hmm. which i i felt like was a characteristic that that worked and even as he went further along like like especially when you get to like revenge of the sith i'm like yeah i kind of dig this dude like i don't like his acting but i i could kind of go i'm going with him like i i don't think that his performance is good but i go with him there's more done to build the relationship of anakin and obi-wan in the first 20 minutes of revenge of the sith than is done in the first two movies and it's like what would it have looked like if you stretched that out I mean, they mm-hmm. seem like comrades at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. 
and there's kind of a little bit of banter, you know, like, um, and it felt, it felt probably the most natural, like, yeah, Christensen seemed the most natural around Ewan McGregor, which, you know, it's probably, that's probably another testament to Ewan McGregor kind of having that, that energy that he has. To, to, he's all don't listen to anything george says <laughs> he's just so playful you know like and, and you could tell like yeah. he loves you can tell you and mcgregor yeah. genuinely loves the character of obi-wan like he still talks yeah, about it definitely. to this day and it's just like he was having fun and uh and that probably that, that probably helped the actors around him be like okay you know what let me yeah. let me let me relax what's racist about the star wars prequels <laughs> okay, I'm going to talk about one specific thing because <laughs> I so appreciated the title of it. So in my in my little like reading sort of preparation, I came across an old piece that was actually referenced by some other pieces that I read. Um, and the title of it is The Merchant of Menace. Anybody encounter <laughs> this? No. And this is about Watto being Jewish, being a Jewish character. And as somebody who, like, really just completely unfamiliar with, like, Jewish people and Jewish Americans and Jewish culture, um, at the time I got a little bit more experience when I went to college and met different people, but they, it was like the person writing the article was like, clearly he has a Yiddish accent. And I'm like, I don't know. I, didn't get that. I don't know what that sounds like. Clearly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So to me, he, like, to me, he scanned is like, again, we're in the desert. He's speaking with an accent. Like, he's a dealer, he's tricky, he's sneaky. And so I didn't necessarily need him to be Jewish for me to be like, I think that's a little bit problematic. Like, they're making this, like, little bug, like, despicable, dishonest, slave-owning um, character. They're giving him this accent. And what is that supposed to say? And I again, I didn't read it as Jewish, but that's just, you know, my own lack of experience there. Um, but so that's you know, one of the obvious, I think one of the things that gets brought up um, a lot when we talk, and it is something that I noticed, even though that I, I would not have necessarily assigned a Jewish um, or Hebrew or whatever other, um, w w you know, I wouldn't have assigned that identity to that character, but, but he did strike me as like, <laughs> oh, that's an ethnic person for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see it more now for sure. Like, like, I mean, that wasn't apparent to me. Like, obviously like when I was, 12 or whatever like when i first saw this but yeah he's that one is like that's that's rough this is a quite a few though like in like this whole thing like him what what do they call like the vice the vice uh, right the trade federation the, the trade federation yeah yeah th those are those th th that specific like the jedi are coming through <laughs> yeah it, yeah it's not i mean a, and it's the guy I with mean, the weird Corruption on his face. Oh, yeah. Is that not the ventilation shaft? Like that guy? Man, it's yeah. just it's like it's weird because like all the cultures are like homogenous, like and like they all like are pretty much like duplicates of the same. Like they're not even like diverse amongst each other. Like they're all the same yeah. person, like duplicated a bunch of times. And it's weird. Like it's I guess like there's some diversity even with like the Gungans. At least they don't all look the same. I guess like necessarily. But god damn, man, the Gungans, fam. Like yo, you really Oof. don't like 
like black people <laughs> or something <laughs> like it, it's like it, like George. Okay, we might as well just George R. Banks, man. Is why like mm-hmm. I just and, and listen like in defense of like I guess of George Lucas, I do understand like he was trying to create a funny character and uh, I believe he said something about he had had kids and he wanted to do something much lighter with, you know, this series that, you know, it resonated with the, with a younger audience, which is clear. It's obvious. You, it's clear. You're trying to make like a very kiddish movie, which the original films are not very, um, they're kind of an all audiences thing. I think, I mean, but these are like specifically directly at, at kids. So I was like, I get it. But like the level of idiocy, like that you bestow upon this like character is it's so gratuitous like why is he so buffoonish and stupid like his whole thing is just him doing stupid shit like he literally steps in shit like in the movie and like that's a thing like why is he like so dumb like the the entire time and then obviously the way he talks is and then he becomes a senator which I feel like is nepotism because he's like not qualified to be a senator. Cut it out. He's not like you did that because we didn't like him. Like, yo, like he shouldn't be a senator. Like they even like, I think it's like, uh, where they're trying to like trick him into like, uh, doing something. And the second one is like, well, well, do. does it. too bad. I'm a dollar. Right. <laughs> he's so stupid. He like, well, I guess I'm supposed to. Yeah. Like what? Like, yo, get this dude out of here, man. Like they do calm him down a lot like he's not present like as you he's not even in the third movie till the, the funeral yeah but no yeah he's unnecessarily cartoonish and there's nothing like that in the i don't think there's anything i mean the ewoks are cute and furry or whatever and appeal to children but they're not cartoon characters the way he is like complete slapstick but i mean i think that speaks to like i think the ewoks were the precursor to to jar jar and if you're talking 20 years later, where you've got years and years of toys and like, you know, people always talk about the Return of the Jedi was the first movie that really seemed like it was geared towards making toys. And uh, and the prequels just super doubled down on that. Um, and j- unfortunately, you decided with your comedic cartoonish character to do like this racially insensitive like choice and i don't know how much of that was ahmed best and how much of it was george lucas telling him like like was there a conversation where he's like do something kind of slavish <laughs> or, or minstrelly like that's the way i saw it described in a couple of places i don't think i honestly like i don't see anybody being like let's do a jamaican patois like, I don't know exactly how it evolved. It's just as though you wanted somebody with good judgment to be like, uh, maybe we should reconsider this approach to this character. Yeah. yeah. I actually don't even have a problem with that if they wanted to. We've talked about it before in the last uh, episode where, I mean, there's no like black people, color people of color just in general in this universe. I don't have an issue with you like introducing like some caribbean like you know character that's like you know i I have no issue with that the problem is is like you make him 
a, a complete like stereotype of I don't even know who who the hell I've never met anybody like that. Like I've never met a person that acts like that at all. Like it's so cartoonish, it's so like and it's it's like you said, slavish. Like you talking like a slave. Yeah. Like minstrelsy. I feel I, and I feel bad. I mean, I I was reading the thing about the actor, and you know, he had a really hard time. And I, um, I mean, I I feel bad for him. I don't think he intended to do anything like offensive. And I I feel like <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to put everything on George Lucas, but I just feel like there were so many points at which a stronger director, you know, or or another person in the room that was that. Having some decision making power to say like, nah, don't do that. It's it's that simple. Yeah. Like George Lucas, any you know, any director is gonna have blind spots. And his were definitely mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, are you talking about a um he just yeah, he had a blind spot in the originals. We talked about that. And it only, you know, compounded. I don't think George Lucas is racist, but I do think I don't either. I, I yeah, do I think he either. has blind spots that um Growing up, you know, where he grew up and living the life that he lived up to that point didn't inform him of things intuitively that he should that, you know, that other people would be intuitively aware of. Yeah, I'm at best like he's in a position where, you know, an unknown actor, young, trying to just, you know, he's like, I'm going to just do this, do this thing. And he might have been like, I haven't I haven't really sat out and watched the interviews or anything or, or seen him talk about what that part of it was. I've seen him talk about mm-hmm. the abuse that he's received since, but, uh, you know, he might not have been felt comfortable speaking up, you know, if he did feel uncomfortable. I went, a while ago, like some years ago I read and I was reading in that one of the articles about, you know, his struggles that like Frank Oz had his back and was like, he did a great job. Like he was a really good performer. Mm-hmm. And I was, I read something where it said like on set, everybody sort of encouraged him and, and thought, you know, thought it was a hilarious performance. I don't know if that was cause they were working with him in like in a suit as opposed to, you know, our experience of that character. So maybe it just rang different. Um, a talented guy, you know, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's, you know, I, you know, it's just, again, like it's the blind spot thing and it. Maybe, I don't know, does that go hand in hand with somebody who's able to execute sort of a singular vision? Is that, you know, maybe the, the weak point is that it's, too it's singular. a singular vision. Yeah. 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 And this is what's, why it's helpful to have diversity on your, you know, film set, because I can guarantee you if you got some people of color on the, on the film set that are a little, you know, maybe outspoken might've been like, listen, this, (laughs) this is not a good idea. Like, and I heard that working on specifically this one or the, like the Phantom Menace, he, a lot of people were intimidated to speak up to him and sell and tell him he would say things and they didn't agree with it. And they would just kind of be, there's literally like behind the scenes footage where people are just kind of looking around like, uh, yeah, this is not like, and they're just kind of afraid to say, you know, what they want to say. They know that this is not going to work. And this is kind of, this is kind of George Lucas's fault in a sense where it's like, yeah, your ego got the best of you to where it's like, I don't know if you just couldn't take, you know, criticism or like, or, or something. Returns, like, he returns to this this thing, this thing that he built to try to add more to it. 
And I just, I'm, it's kind of shocking to me that there's more racially insensitive stuff in these than there are in the originals. I feel like as a guy who, like we've said, he's clearly not, he's not racist. He married a black woman. Um, and like, isn't intentionally doing this, I would think. Like, how do you have this many glaring racial stereotypes peppered throughout your entire thing? Well, I don't think he's like a malicious racist, but I think like, you know, that song, everyone's a little bit racist. Like we all have these notions. We all have notions in our head that are sort of heuristic. Do I say that right? Heuristic, like shortcuts. Right. And I think, um, it's really easy to just live in the shortcuts and not, not look at them, um, especially carefully, especially if you're somebody that nobody knows how to say no to. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the, the treatment of, of cultures was the, the hints were there in the original and it just grew in this one in this, in these prequels. Um, you know, there was, there was a black Jedi. Um, and the, yeah, he's the least likable Jedi. Yeah, and uh, and I was then waiting have... for him to do something super dope yeah. too. Like I was just waiting, like he's gonna be crazy, and he was. Eh. I mean, yeah. the coolest thing he did was uh, decapitate. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jango Fett. Fett. But uh, but I mean, really, you know, yeah, he was fine, I guess. But yeah, he's not a likable character. He's kind of the one who's kind of, uh, and they really doubled down on that in the Clone Wars. But uh, he's very. You know, I don't like the kid, which he's right. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have trained Anakin. He was right. But they present him as this sort of, you know, jerk. And uh, that wasn't cool. But I don't think that was necessarily tied to race or anything like that. It was like you cast Samuel Jackson, you're going to have him play a a dude with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, I guess. But um, I actually think that. Yeah, I don't think that was tied to like, oh, he's black. So he's going to be against anything like that. And actually, no. I also sort of appreciate that. Like, I appreciate that they made him. Like, I appreciate that he was kind of a jerk. But like, like I agree with Miles. I wanted him to do something fucking cool. His name is Mace Windu for fuck's sake. He's got a purple lightsaber. Yes. And yes. He mostly didn't do anything that was very cool. Yeah. It was like they try. I mean, th- their attempt at that was him. Is is that saber yeah. fight with with Palpatine and yeah. that was yeah. just weirdly like executed? It, yeah, it looked it strange. It didn't even. It like, didn't look cool. Like, yeah, yeah. well directed. Like he, they didn't use him for what. Like they, if they're gonna, if Samuel L. Jackson's gonna be in your movie. Like make the most of that. Like don't give him these wooden lines to read and have him turn and that's, be like, I'm gonna say my line. But that's literally every character. Yeah, that is that's pretty much, that is pretty much like like I don't I don't even get like some yeah. of the like line deliveries of of just different stuff like that people do and 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 I guess again that's probably direction but I mean I was as him being like the cool he's got the purple lightsaber he's he's I just expected him to, and I guess it is better that they didn't do like what they did with Christopher Lee where they just like animated the hell out of his fight scenes like same with guess, Palpatine, though. Yeah, with Palpatine, with too. too. Yeah, they some of the um, anime <laughs> do it, it like, weird. spinning across the room. It just looked crazy. Yeah, like, it looks weird. Yeah. I mean, y'all didn't like when, uh, apropos of nothing, uh, Mace Windu just turned to camera and said, I sent a plot to destroy the Jedi. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Like who? Who said? Wait, wait. Rewind that. What? What? What was said to provoke? What that? was we talking about? 
so weird. Every single time. What? Also, I also like the unnecessary sass of like uh Django Fat to Obi-Wan. He's like, You guys got a real nice this is a nice uh army you guys got. He's like, Well, I'm just a man trying to do what I can in the universe. Like, whoa, whoa, like What's up with all the sass, my dude? Like, yo, hey, I'm, man, I'm to... just out here. I'm just out here. Try- I'm trying to get like you. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I, guess, I guess if you want to come into my house and talk about what they got, like, whoa, whoa hey, relax, bro. <laughs> so, how do we rate the prequels? <laughs> In terms of, I mean, whether or not they're egregiously racist, um, I mean, not I, they don't it doesn't bother it it's almost so goofy and so much a product of like a like blind spots and it doesn't feel malicious that it doesn't bother me too much um but i'm not i i don't really ever feel the need to watch these movies except for like you know i think i've shown them to uh my boys or like i rewatched them recently and mostly i was kind of laughing at stuff and and there's sort of even a nostalgia for me at this point because again it was like my college years when these started to come out um but um i don't feel i like the racism or the you know the sort of lucas blind spot non-malicious racism doesn't bother me that much so i guess that's where i I don't i don't know if i i mean these are part of a classic um franchise and they they have you know they're i'm never gonna be like those movies didn't exist or didn't happen like that's not ever how i feel um and i think i've uh, i've never been like an angry star wars fan i mostly am pretty good at like not getting super worked up about it and just la- like it's fun to laugh about it and to clown on it with you guys but but overall i'm not like i don't have super strong feelings i never did about these movies yeah i'm like I'm, I'm kind of in that same boat where like I am a fan of this. Like I'm not, I don't get overly upset about it. I, I love talking about like how ridiculous some of this stuff is, and how it doesn't work. But the stuff that's like offensive to me, like I feel like if you like Star Wars and you've watched, I feel like it, as much as these are bagged on, they're kind of necessary in some sort of way. <laughs> like as far as like. I, I, like building completionism, being a completionist. Yeah, like if you if you watch the you know original ones, you may not like all the answers that you get, but you get answers for a lot of stuff in the prequels. That is like, yeah, you may not like all of these, but you're gonna get some answers. Like, and they might not all be satisfying, but you're gonna get them. And that's kind of what the prequels are. They're they, like, like you said, like I don't get overly upset because. Star Wars has never been high art to me. It's entertaining as hell. It's not high art to me. It's just not. So it's hard for me to take it extremely serious. Like, so like mm-hmm. you said, there is sort of this goofy quality to even the stuff that I feel like is racist as hell. It's silly. Yeah. Like, it's almost like you clearly don't, you don't even know that you being racist. This is so dumb. Like, you know, you are uncertain that you were being <laughs> offensive right here. It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 I'm actually giving I give the the prequels a pass, man. Like it, it yeah. ain't it ain't that bad. Like relax, Star Wars fans. Like it ain't that bad. There's worse movies. Yeah. No, I I, I agree with both of y'all. I mean, I um I probably enjoy the prequels more than than y'all do, but I don't revisit them that often. Um, my kids like them. Um, 
I think, uh, at least Revenge of the Sith, um, my kids really like. Um, in fact, when we were rewatching them, uh, my oldest son was kind of checking in and out. Like he'd like duck down and be like, oh, okay. And then go you know, get on the phone with his friend or whatever. And then, yeah. And then, when, but then when we were watching Revenge of the Sith, he's like, oh, this is the good one. And he hopped on the couch and watched the whole thing. And so like, there's definitely, I think, you know, Revenge of the Sith is, is the most actiony. There's the most going on story-wise in that one. Um, and so there's some stuff to enjoy. And for me, like, I mean, it's racist, but I, I uh, and I've been able to acknowledge that, but I've never been fully offended by it. It's in the sense that, again, it's like, it's been such a, it's been parodied and it's like, it's such a joke that it's like everybody knows that that was terrible. Those were terrible choices. And it's like, all right, yeah, okay. And you move past it. Um and the prequels brought, brought you know, I, we wouldn't have the Clone Wars if not for the prequels. And I actually like the Clone Wars more than most Star Wars things. So, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll revisit them, surely. I'll probably revisit them less when my kids are grown. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll probably watch them again whenever another Star Wars movie comes out. Because I always end up watching all the other ones first. So, yeah, yeah it, it gets a pass for me, too. Um, but... One of these at George. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Don't do that. <laughs> Somebody do should have told you that then. So we'll tell you that now. Don't do, do better. That. Do better, George. Well, I guess Come he on, sold George. it. So I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, so I guess that was the best thing for it. <laughs> kind of. <I> <laughs> yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> next week we are going to talk about the Star Wars sequel trilogy, episode seven, eight, and nine. Um, what are your thoughts on the prequels? Um, do you like the prequels? Do you think they're racist? (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you like them, but think they're racist? Uh, let us know in the comments. Uh, this is, uh, was a really fun, I think it's one of our most fun episodes, to be honest, (laughs) talking about these movies. If you're new to this series, go back and watch our other episodes. We dive into a wide range of genres of movies and some of those movies we kind of had to walk away from. So um, it's not, not all movies get a pass like the prequels did. Um, So please continue to watch this series, continue to follow us and uh, follow us on Spotify, follow us on wherever podcasts are found (laughs) and um, we'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. If you like what you heard, please feel free to share this podcast and um, support this work because we really want to have more conversations like this. Thanks again. Bye.